Farming is a great way to live. The blue skies, the fall months of bringing in the harvest, the sentimental picture-taking of your children sleeping in the tractor cab. You know, all that crap. Well, you can check that garbage at the door and crack a beer, because we ain't playing on this here podcast. We're the uncles that not only think before we speak, realize it's probably inappropriate, and then say it anyway, because we are the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. It's just sand and death, sweetheart. Listen. I'm not sand and death, baby. You can't be that bad. Not, what? He's talking to everybody here, baby. How did you see? He, even he doesn't know. They can't believe it. You know why? Because they had presidents and other people within administrations in the past that allowed them to get away. Like some of easy, easy. He's, to pay. he's almost done here. Wait, wait. You're going to love this part. Four or five weeks ago. It's not concrete. It's going to be steel. Trust me. ISIS is here and they're fighting each other. ISIS is there. They're said, fighting each other. Fight? They're just going to kill each life? other, baby. Let them do it. I said, let them fight. Let them fight. Just they're throwing rocks and they're throwing machetes at each other, baby. It'll be okay. That's why we need a we need a we need the playpen. I think I would have good job. I know that's better. That's right. We'll get a playpen for us. Thank you. Oh, that's better. Hey. Oh, sorry, everybody. I'm, that was a weird. In- I'm sorry. I didn't mean to catch that. Did we record that, Landon? I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to be heard. That was a private conversation. That's a pretty good idea, Brian. Maybe we could build a playpen. Which is weird because I don't have, yeah, well, that's true. Which is weird because I don't have a baby, so I don't really know who the hell baby that was. that yours? Your baby? Your kid's no, bigger than that. No, wouldn't mind. Uh, well, everybody, we want to welcome you to this episode of the Dryline Farmer Podcast. I am your host, Brent Carlson. With me, as always, mm-hmm. is Landon, as you just heard. Landon's, I'm, I, I, you know what I bet? I bet Landon's going to say, great to be here. Oh, it's pretty good to be here. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. I am the tattoo artist in town. Don't you mean the best tattoo artist in town? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Stay in your lane, brah. Anyway, we're in, we, that's a commercial I'm sure somebody's seen by now. I mean, I know commercials are hard to come by since everybody's got the DVR these days, but we're going to talk a little tailgate commercial I'm sure somebody saw during the, uh, what in, there was wild card weekends when they play, kept playing that Chevy tailgate commercial. So we're going to talk about that for a minute. And a couple other things, but our main deal, you just heard it, President Trump was on the TV here just a minute ago, and uh, we listened to it, watched it, and mocked it a little bit, and agreed with most of it, so we were pretty happy, but we're going to give, we're going to, I don't know if we're going to send this in a certified letter, or mail, or FedEx, or whatever, I mean, I know the government's partially shut down, but so far the mail's still been running. Landon, has it affected the Hereford Grain Co-op any? Nope. That's great, great. I love, Len is so succinct with his answers. I love it. I love it. 
the uh, nat- the U.S. warehouse and grain act or whatever still under <laughs> it's yeah. still in effect. Yeah, it's still rolling. That's awesome. Well, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna send President Trump and uh, whoever else would like to see it some tips on what they ought to do to add to their wall. That's gonna be our main segment this this week. So uh, keep in uh, keep in tune for that. And uh, we got a great we got our first ever movie. That is a sponsor. They, uh, they're sending some of their, uh, advertising budget our way and we're gonna get that, uh, we're gonna get that, uh, movie tra- It's not a movie trailer. Well, I guess it is kind of a movie trailer. We'll, we'll do that for our sponsor this week. And, um, after that, we're gonna have Ray- or Ricardo. He's gonna give us a report. Uh, it's gonna be, I don't know, kind of a pretty bland report. Maybe he'll give us some, uh, things that he's been doing the last week. So, uh, we're kind of back on track. We've been having late episodes due to the holidays and, Landon acts like he's got to go spend time with family, so I got to let him off on those uh on those holidays. So uh, I hope you appreciated that. Oh, I sure did. That's great. I'm, I'm sure enjoying that deer steak that y'all gave us for Christmas. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're uh, we're looking forward to that. We're really looking forward to jerking some dirt deer. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say jerking some dirt, but that doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we uh, we're gonna be back on schedule here, and we're uh, excited. If we hadn't already said that to be a part of the Global Ag Network, I, they always want to say we're powered by the Global Ag Network, and that's pretty cool. I like that. But also listen to all the other great podcasts out there. We're still we're still getting our feet under us and everything, and it's a uh, that that's that whole website and technical stuff. It's a it's a pretty hard thing to get uh, just everything streamlined. So we're I think we're still working on that. You can still find us on Twitter. Uh, that's on my handle at Trader Brent, and Landon always retweets his. No twit landing 44. And, uh, so catch them there. Catch them on Facebook. And, uh, uh, hopefully it's getting up on your iTunes. If it's not, give us a shout and, uh, we'll, we'll pass that along to our publishers and, uh, get everything on the right track. So, Landon, did you see that tailgate commercial during wildcard weekend? I did. I'm amazed at how many people can, A, not only take their tailgate off their truck, but can, like, carry it up a freaking mountain. Yeah, I know, because, yeah, that's exactly right. And for multiple reasons. First of all, when you take your so when you take your tailgate off, it's what you got there. Most of it just sits on that like what three quarter circle on the sides of your bed frame, and then it cradles on that, and then you got the two cables, and that's about it, isn't it? And but it still takes like fifteen minutes to get it off because you got to get it off one side, and then you got to un- unhook that cable on one side, and then you got to drop it, and then you got to go over to the other side and do that, and then that takes like fifteen minutes, and that's if you're probably gonna have help. And that's what about if you have the backup camera? I mean, I know your pickup doesn't have a backup camera because you don't even have a smartphone yet. True. I like. I miss the old tailgate, like in our '65 Chevy we had growing up. That you just un, you just unchain it. And you <laughs> take it off. Is it the air gate? Remember that that just had yeah. the expanded metal and the square tubing? Yeah. Now this one would like to let it down. You like unchain it. Let it down and then chain it back where it holds it. Yeah. Right. That's uh, pretty yeah. cool. I love that. I don't love the. Uh, I love where you could still ride on the back of the pickup days. Those are no nice. Kidding. I mean, yeah, concussions were kind of sucked, but you know, it still worked out. And I did get bit by a dog one time, but nonetheless, it was a, it was, it was freedom landing. And that's how I like to live. But yeah, so this tailgate commercial, there's like, I mean, they've got all sorts of people, big people, you know, small little hundred pound girls, you know, I mean, like they got the women, like the, or the, you know, the lighter frame women, they got them two or three people on, on a tailgate. And like I said, they're carrying it up this, 20% grade of a hill up to this, I, all I can figure or call it is some kind of altar to bail that everybody's dumping their tailgates on and burning them like it's some Nazi book burning, you know, outfit. And to this 
and they got the Chevy pickup like at the top of a hill. It's like the it's like the ram that they you know that God <laughs> substituted Isaac for you know. So uh, and to top it all off, uh, Chevy's really not doing anything new here. I mean, Ford already put a step in it like eight years ago. Now, granted, if you get three pounds of dirt between your taillights it doesn't work yeah i want to i want a spiral staircase to come out when i when i lower my tailgate down that's i want some music playing is what i want yeah and then i want a slide where i can go off of it <laughs> yeah that now that would be or a fireman's pole May, maybe a diving board just back it over some water <laughs> that's right and that would go good that would go good with your uh toilet seat uh hitch that goes in your receiver hitch you know you can just, <laughs> you can just hop right off onto it you know but I'm like, what's, I don't get the big deal. I mean, they're kind of reinventing the wheel here. What did it have? Like seven functions? Like oh, what was that? Did it fold out like a jigsaw puzzle? Or I mean, not a jigsaw puzzle, but. I think it had a keyboard that pops out. You could update your Twitter. Maybe so. I no, just, just lowered my tailgate down. <laughs> <laughs> it's Twitter gate. Yeah. And, uh, and I always remember that scene in Fast and Furious where they had the little TVs and the headlights. You remember that part? If they were like where all the gangsters were and if they all had their little <laughs> rice runners and they had their cars all tricked out. One guy had little TVs and his headlights, you know. This is back in like, I don't know, when was the first Fast and Furious? Early 2000s maybe? And, I can you know, promise you I haven't seen it. I've only seen like the last 30 minutes of the first one. That's pretty weird. <laughs> Have you seen, you've seen Star Wars, I know. Oh, a ton of times. Yeah, yeah. Fast and, Fast and Furious, you know, it's kind of, I love Fast and Furious like number six or so it's when they're on this it's when they're on this uh runway and like the scene lasts for 20 minutes and this plane is trying to take off down the runway like a like a six engine jet like a huge cargo <laughs> plane and they are everybody you know of course they're in their little fast cars and their motorcycles and this is completely not what i was planning on talking about but nonetheless so they're chasing this airplane da- this jet huge cargo jet down the- I'm like how long is this runway this scene's been going for 20 minutes is this like a 50 mile runway I mean the space shuttle ta- has a shorter has a shorter it's my deal that I don't ever look at Landon I just had an alarm come on on my computer mighty text does anybody use it I just it? assumed it was me Yeah uh, it's always you it's not me Yeah Well no it's it's me it's not, I don't I don't have the same goes It's on not me it's story. you Yeah moral of the story is you cannot justify or make something believable when uh, most runways are less than a mile long, but yet this cargo plane is traveling at 180 miles an hour at takeoff speed, and it takes 20 minutes, and they're still not off the ground. Yeah, he just went like 18 miles. There. I don't think so. I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, right. I mean, it took me it took me two minutes just to talk about it, and by that time, most jets are off the off the uh, tarmac. What is it? Is it Lethal Weapon 4 where they like jump the car into like this office building and all these people are in their cubicles working? I don't they, know. They I, found the only spot where you can drive through an office and not kill anybody. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but I did see the one where they did it in Fast and Furious 5. <laughs> they did jump from one building to the next. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's so, they're pretty far fetched, but nonetheless, they are pretty cool. I gotta admit. I mean, you got Vin Diesel, you know, and he's like talking like this, and then and then they did like Paul Walker after he died. He they like what did they superimpose him in there and used his brother as a body double or something? Then they get that little kid from like the War. That, oh, he's in, he was in he was a quarterback in Friday Night Lights, the movie. I never saw it. Never saw it. Okay. I thought you were gonna say that kid from the Goonies or something like Chunks. Yeah. Chunk, yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice, very nice. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I had a little problem with that. Yeah, but the tailgate commercial, I mean, I, ne- I never really got that. And then they, so they play it, like the first time they play it, it's like a minute, it's like a minute, minute and a half commercial. And they're also playing, um, is it the, da, na, na, 
Goodbye. That song, aren't they saying all they're humming that? Something like that. So anyway, yeah, I so. yeah, yeah, they, I think they are. So anyway, they do that and then they go back to the game and they come back to it. So now they play like a 45 second version of it. And so, you know, they don't ever have to take off the tailgates. They've already got it in hand and they're already halfway up the hill and then they go back to the game and then the next commercial break, they come back and it's like a little 15 second ad that you can't skip on your YouTube videos, you know? And so they're wow. already up the hill and they're already starting to burn their tailgates. And starting to worship down to this new uh, Chevy tailgate that Ford already invented like eight years ago. So why is it that anytime that anybody has a problem, you have to carry something up a hill? Like if you have erectile dysfunction or you can't get it up or whatever, you have to. You got like an old man and old woman carrying bathtubs up to the top of a mountain so they can go sit. And you get, there's no plumbing. I'm up sure there. they would put them on rollers for the old people, don't you figure? I, I guess. But, I'm glad. I'm gl- well. I hate to interrupt you, but I'm glad you said they're carrying their bathtubs up and the old man's not carrying their <laughs> their Johnson up on a wrist or something, you know. Yeah. I mean maybe you wouldn't have It's like trouble. a coming back from a hunting yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah. Why is it always separate bathtubs? If you have problems in that area, why don't you get in the same tub? Yeah. Don't you need a little more, I don't know, stimulation? Is it, you yeah. know? Boy, this is hot, honey. Let's get up this mountain. Yeah. And and while we're up there, let's get Two tubs. <laughs> that way you can be five feet away from me. Yeah, we can hold hands. And like, you're watching the sun go down. It's fixing to be dark. You gotta carry those damn things back down the mountain. Yeah, right? And I mean, and you're 75 years old. I mean, it's already unbelievable enough that you're getting them up there by yourself. So. Yeah. And getting something else up. But nonetheless, yeah, that's a, it's always kind of a. But carrying a tailgate up to the top of a mountain? I don't know what that. I mean, I, ne- I never saw that on American Gladiators, but. Maybe it maybe it should have been. I just maybe. figured there's gonna be like a tailgate store up there, or something. Well, tailgate the movie is coming up, Landon. That is the name of the movie that we're gonna be a premiere uh, previewing as a sponsor of this episode. So, um, also I, I've been meaning to get to, get to this one subject all throughout Cotton Harvest, and um, Landon can uh, he doesn't grow cotton, but he knows what I'm talking about. So, cotton, you know, they have the bales now. They have the round balers, and uh, we still have the old basket and the buggy and the builder stuff. So, regardless. Everybody can see, I mean, if it's one thing farmers want to know about each other, it's how much their fields yielded. And, you know, when you're doing grain, you know, you're doing your corn, your wheat, your soybeans, everything is cut, trucked, and headed to the elevator. The only way anybody's going to find out is if you tell them or if they steal your elevator tickets. Of course, Landon always puts all of his customers' elevator tickets on Facebook, so it's really not a problem (laughs) here in Desmond County. So, but, uh, but no, if you've got a crappy field, everybody's going to know it. And I don't know how many, fortunately, farms are in rural areas kind of by design because otherwise there would be a whole lot of rubbernecking going on if this was a high traffic area because I don't know how many people, how many farmers I've seen slowing down when they get to somebody's newly stripped field to start counting the modules because I know I've done it. But at least I get over on the rumble strip on the shoulder where I'm actually getting out of the way of the trucks that are coming behind me. But because <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been behind a slow moving vehicle and seeing somebody's finger going like this. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I knew that son of a bitch wasn't going to make that much. He did. He turned that water off way too quick this year. <laughs> it's always funny to watch those farmers ask each other what their field made. And what I know is you never want to, you never want to answer that question first. No. Oh, no. Whoever answers second is 99 out of a hundred times. His, his field did just a little bit better. Yeah. It may not be test plot numbers, but it's going to be better than yeah. your numbers every single time. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, all right, guys. Well, we've got a sponsor to get to. We've got a weather report to get to and we've got border accessories. 
I know your wife deals in accessories, Landon. Maybe not border accessories, but jewelry. But maybe, uh, maybe she can review this episode for us. So we've got all that coming up, and you're going to hear it right here on the Dryline Farmer Podcast right after this. In a world, well, it's Texas. It's the, actually the Texas Panhandle. But in the world, 40 years ago, it's 19, let's see, 19, that's 19, let's carry the one. That's 1979. That is a time well before the internet. You never saw your wife online before. You met her in the drive-in. That's right. You sat on the back of your pickup, looked up at the stars, and looked into each other's eyes until the great and wonderful homecoming cheerleader comes over to your pickup and offers you a Slim Jim. You give her maybe one, maybe two, maybe three too many looks. Your girlfriend sitting next to you looks at you with that smile little do you know she's carrying a switchblade pair of leatherman pliers also with a corkscrew and a leather needle what does she do with it find out this will be the greatest scandal that ever hit the texas panhandle since cadillac wrench and all those cars that are buried up to the windows and all you can see are layers and layers of spray paint bought at the Walmart. This year, you will never forget this scandal. The scandal that rocked the entire South Plains and Northern Great Plains and somewhere else. Don't miss Tailgate in theaters near you. This is Barbacoa, Atomen, on Barbecue, Barbecue like Barbuque. Hey, 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 this is Radar, sorry about that, bro. Hey, this is Radar Ricardo de la Serio, bringing your Dryland Farmer Podcast weather update. Well, Brent, it's like you say, it's kind of slow out here, you know, we kind of, we got our ups and our downs and our temperatures and whatnot, but for the most part, it's pretty on the level, I mean... I'm lucky to get your forecast right here. Look, it's not going to get between like 51, 60. It's going to be like 60 on Thursday or whatever. But then on like Friday, it may have a chance of rain. And Saturday, it's going to be kind of chilly. And I know you didn't get to play any golf on Sunday because it was like blowing like 50, 50 by an hour or whatever. But it's going to be like 48 on this Sunday. So it's going to be too cold for that day. So maybe you ought to stay in and I don't know. And, you know, play, throw the ball around with the boys a little bit or whatnot. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time ahead by all, huh? Nah, nah. Hey, you know, that's about all I got to say for that. You know, me and Diego, we just kind of been hanging loose or whatever. We watched, we just watched Trump. You know, we just watched him do his little speech or whatever on the border and what. You know, we came in, Diego. Now he's a legal immigrant. But he came in the right way. He came in through the like the what do they say the doors or whatever. Like he he waited and waited and waited and hey, but I waited forever. But yeah, I know. I'm telling you, waited and waited. How many times? Well, well, two more. Okay, waited and waited. Okay, four times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. 
So he, you know, he's kind of down with Trump or whatever. I'm kind of on the fence. Hey, get it? And that's topical love, I thought. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, I've never done that twice in, a, in an episode before. Hey, Mato, this week's sponsor, eh, I, I want to do it in that guy's like cool boys. 40 years in the making. Hey, Mato, eh, hey, cheats on his, he cheats on his chica. It's the biggest scandal this side of the Mississippi. It's tailgate. Hey, Mato, what do you think, huh? This is Radar Ricardo Adelicerio. I'm back to you. Well, thanks, Ricardo, for that report. A little, uh, little more excitement going on inside the house than outside in the weather, isn't it, Ricardo? Sometimes that happens. Hey, this is our slow time of year, too, here on the farm. Well, everybody, it's time to talk. Border security and, you know, all the other great stuff. And here we go. Landon, I mean, I, I know we're, we said we're going to talk border security, but this sweat shaper commercial is really starting to trip me out a little bit. This is disgusting. As, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but of course they've got these, these got these, uh, hot, yeah. Yeah, you got these hot people and they're, the sweat shaper, it's basically a, what is it, Landy? It's like a, a inner tube that you get, put yourself into that's shaped like a, like a wife beater and I, you just sit and sweat. I guess so. Do these ninety-pound women really need to have a waterfall coming off their stomach right now? <laughs> yeah, their biggest, their their biggest, um, the, the biggest demonstration they have is this thing: is they have the girl looking over her shoulder and pulling off this thing from her shoulder, and her body is just freaking, just covered in sweat. I mean, most likely it's probably water from a water bottle because nobody sweats like that. Anytime I know, anytime I've ever been stuck in an inner tube landing, it just kind of pulls and smooches off it doesn't just peel off like a you know an orange peel and there's bubbles of you know not you know bubbles of sweat just on my skin yeah i usually get a rash from sitting on one of those <laughs> the best the best part is the next commercial is about candy yeah i mean you know when you get working up a good sweat you really want to get some reese's pieces in there so that always uh that always is a really good combination but uh we had to digress there for a minute but yeah so we're talking, you know, we just had we had uh, President Trump here on the uh, TV here this evening. He gave a little 10-minute speech about border security, and they gave some pretty good points there, and we appreciated that. And, of course, I'm sure now the other people are giving their uh, Democratic response and how he's racist and all that good stuff. As you can tell, it kind of makes me yawn because it, it gets just kind of the same old thing. Well, you know, so Landon, they're talking. They were going to talk concrete. Now they're talking steel. What, what would you go with? If it if money were not an issue, money were not an issue, I'd I'd probably do like different tastes for different states, you know. There's only <clears throat> three. Yeah, Landon. There's California, Arizona, and Texas. So okay, what, what does Texas Canadian, get? What about the Canadian border, Brent? They're not doing anything. Just all they have is all we have to do is like freeze a whole bunch of water up there in the Great Lakes and just make an ice wall or something, and that'll keep them out at least for the summer. At least for the winter. They're really pushing these Reese's. Anyway. They are. I don't know. I kind of like the see-through idea. See-through wall. The see-through wall? Yeah. Like maybe, what about like a one-way, is it, what is it? Is it a one-way mirror that you can see through and nobody else can on the other side can or a two-way mirror? (laughs) One of those. That'd be kind of cool. Like, yeah, like the law and order interrogation room window. That's what we need. But which, I guess the question would be, we'd want to be able to see the ones through and they'd just see the mirror, but... So, but I don't know. So Texas, I think Texas, you know, it's all river. 
So, you know, would the concrete ever set? I mean, are you putting it right in the river? Are you going to put it on the sh- the shores of, uh, <laughs> what's that? Are you going to give them a little taste of America? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, put a couple taco stands here and there or whatever, but. Maybe that'd be an idea to have like a little, little track you could come walk around and then, you know, it's like can't get out of it but you can like walk in america and then oh uh, just, just just get like a, a contained taste. maze yeah there you go you need that you think it would slow down illegal crossings if they have that entryway like at the football stadium at the track where you have to go through that little s curve before you go through the <laughs> gate you know yeah. i don't i've never understood the point of that you got to make this you got to make what four left or three left turns or something a left turn a right turn and then like a but it's only like wide enough for one person you think that would uh, help border security at all yeah, i mean it hurt. helps it helps not people running over the track at whiteface stadium didn't you have an idea about American Ninja Warrior on there? Or? I do. I, I'm like, so, you know, we, we talked about steel, concrete, so I think you gotta have steel. Well, of course, steel rust too. I think you still gotta go with steel in, in Texas, cause it's all the river. And I know that you're not gonna put it in the rear, in the river, but I am, because that's, this is how the podcast works. So, Arizona, it's, I think it's definitely concrete, cause it's always hot. It'll set up real quick. California, they've pretty much already got a wall. So, or you just put a picture of like Nancy Pelosi up and down the wall, and I mean that that would that would knock that that would make a bayliner take an interstate. But uh, anyway, yeah, um, I think that's the Lachusa or something. The truth, yeah. But uh, American Ninja Warrior. I don't know if anybody's seen this, but just put the entire border wall. I mean, you still got to have the physical barrier, but have all the obstacles that go along with it, and say, hey, I guess if you can pass the American Ninja Warrior course, you're 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 in. That or American Gladiators. Now, I don't know who is harder to get through or what is harder to get through, the American Ninja course or getting shot with a Nerf ball by a roided-up, STD-laced American Gladiator Caucasian guy from the 1980s. Well, who do you think is harder to get through? Yeah, you're Blaze not, yeah. or Concrete? Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna have too much. You're not gonna be wanting to cross the border when Jim and I was waiting up there with a. <laughs> With a big old pad fixing to knock you back. I loved American Gladiators. Yeah, Gemini, and I was there. Ice, maybe, and yeah. and Turbo. Turbo was he was a recurring yeah. character, man. Ni- Nitro, Nitro, Lace. Those <laughs> yeah, those dudes. You got those dudes up on the. Um, they got them up on the pedestals, and they had the uh, what do you call that? The um, not jousting, Joust, the jousting yeah. fights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those freaking uh, um, those freaking. Uh, what do you call them that when you're not in the military, you're a civilian? The civilians, man, they never made it. Nitro and Blaze and Taze and all those guys, man, they always got them like two, two punches, man, and those things with those oversized Q-tips, and they were on the floor. They had a lot of anger. They did. Yeah, so we, American Gladiators, I think, you think we, how do you think they're doing now anyway? That was 20, see, that's almost 30 years ago. Yeah, I'd say they're probably retired. You think they're in like working in toll booths somewhere or what? Do the doing Propecia commercials, probably, steroids. Probably bouncers at like a Def Leppard concert or something. <laughs> yeah, or uh, either that or Journey, maybe Journey. Yeah. So yeah, the best the best one I ever saw is they had a bunch of NBA players doing it and like, you know, the thing where you have to like. Oh, pedal. celebrity American Gladiator. Yeah, and you have oh to the like, overhead trike. Yeah. yeah, you have to pedal, pedal your arms. Uh huh. You've got like these six foot ten guys <laughs> that like can't get five. and they're air pedaling. Yeah. Yeah, they can't even get five feet before their arms give out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they could almost touch the ground. So, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't, yeah. it's not like they had to fall very far. But, uh, yeah, I loved American Gladiators. Uh, so, let's see. And I remember this one time. I think we were in high school. 
They, we just need a sing, the single rope climb like at the carnival. And like, there's like absolutely no tension in it. It's completely like just like a wet noodle and not one person. Like we had people on the, you know, star wide receivers on the football team. They couldn't make it four feet up this rope. Meanwhile, you got this coked out carny with three teeth. He just crawls up on it like a freaking monkey up to the top and rings the bell to show everybody just so we'll tip him with some cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it may be a plastic whistle we got from the arcade earlier in the day. But, you know, the single rope climb, I guess if they can get through that, you know, you got to give them a, you got to give them a little, uh, I don't know, maybe like a two day pass. Because you know, once they come into the country, they always show up for their border border uh, hearing. So yeah, you can let them come in and vote, and then go back. Yeah, let them come <laughs> vote, and maybe come pick out, a, go to a Starbucks or something, take in a Broadway show, and then uh, head back. But uh, let's see, Landon, what do you got? You got some stuff. I got some more stuff. Oh, you go ahead, Brent. I, I've always thought, you know, the Roadrunner and the and the and the and the Coyote, they always had, they always inspired me a lot. And I think the Coyote, he always, I mean, he always got beat by the Roadrunner and, uh, Roadrunner always seemed to outwit him every episode, especially when the, uh, Roadrunner would try to build a wall, would build a wall. And I don't know how he got the labor to build a wall, but he got a wall built around his home. Yeah. And, how did he get funding? Yeah. I know he, well, there was no government shutdown back then, mm. but, uh, nonetheless. And so, okay. Well, the Coyote's real smart. So what did he do? Like everybody says, he got a ladder. Well, every time that he got a ladder and started climbing up, climbing up the ladder, he'd get three fourths up the way or almost to the top. And what would happen? The roadrunner would open up a, a, a door that nobody saw in the previous scene that was halfway down the ladder. And what would he do? He would get the saw out and he would start sawing one side. And then he would, he would only, he would only do the one rail. And then he would, he could pivot it over on the other one that still hadn't cut and then just push it over with his pinky. Even though roadrunners don't have pinkies, they have, do they have, they're not webbed. They got claws. They have large talons. They have large talons. And he just pushes it. And of course the coyote falls a hundred feet and then just, you know, he dies, but then he's, you know, he's here the next scene. And then so he gets another ladder and he climbs all the way up to the top. And then, oh, what does the roadrunner do? He opens up that door in the middle of the wall and just pushes it over. So, I mean, that worked. And that was, you know, that was only Warner Brothers that made that wall. I mean, that was, and you know, they're not even in the concrete business. What else, Landon? You know, I think to top it all off, how much KY jelly do you think $5 billion would buy, Landon? I mean, I would think the feds could go to go to Sam's Club and get quite a few pallets of, of KY with five bills on it. Don't you figure? I would think so. I would think so. I mean, it might be hard to load or something if one of the lids wasn't on tight, but <laughs> <laughs> it'd slip off the forklift and we one of the epic work fails you've ever seen. Mm. But uh, let's see, yeah, uh, um, <clears throat> K, yeah, we talked about. It. What about? Just put a wheel on the top. No matter how tall the wall is, just put a wheel on the top. So no matter what they do, if they try to go over, just, I mean, unless these guys are going into coyote catapult mode, you know, and they just start flinging themselves over, <laughs> you know, I mean, they've got to rest that, that ladder on top of the wall to get over. Just put some turning wheels, maybe with some paddles on it, you know, cool. that would be all right. I think we should go out and catch all the guys that put all the graffiti on the trains <laughs> and hire them to like graffiti the walls that's going up so we can, you know, get that on, get that on out of the way. Can you imagine how well Bob Ross would have done if he would have had that kind of canvas to paint on? Let's paint some happy little barbed wire right here. <laughs> Did you see the gif of 
of Trump looking like Bob Ross uh, painting paint the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm uh, just going to add a little wall right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have mistakes. They're just happy little accidents. Yeah. Man, Bob Ross, <laughs> he can make the biggest freaking mural. Maybe a little Kenneth White, if you're here in the Texas Panhandle. Maybe we can get old Kenneth White to go down there and uh, do another windmill scene with a tank and the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? No, because I've got one of those copies. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, so uh, more border. And what about, Landon? What about wallpaper? I mean, have we thought about wallpaper yet for the wall? What kind of pattern do you think would go good on a wall on a on a border wall? Maybe like like something with like cactuses and stuff. Cactuses, yeah, you some know, cacti, some cacti. You know, that's kind of on the nose. Maybe some reflective wallpaper or something, or maybe that wallpaper from Willy Wonka. You see a whole bunch of people just licking a concrete wall yeah. for miles and miles. Yeah. The snozberries. Yeah, put some snozberries on there. <laughs> Maybe some jumping bean flavored. Who ever heard of a snozberry? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should have like some sections of the wall should just be like vending machines or arcade machines where you can put, you know, they can, you can put money into it. <laughs> How many claw machines should we put out there? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they would say, you know, they would stay there long enough to try to get it before the border patrol showed up. That's yeah, true. You know, <laughs> I am going to get that, that pink bunny before my quarters are out. And the, I mean, so there you go. They're paying for the wall. That's the American dream to get the pink bunny. <laughs> the pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's every man's dream, I guess. But yeah, so well, let's see what else. Landed. You know, I've never had building fences, you know, once it's all said and done, makes for great neighbors. But boy, when you try to set a property line, I mean, all you do is make enemies because no matter what, everybody's getting screwed. I don't care if that property line was there 90 years ago and there hasn't been any dispute over it until now. People are going to raise hell. Your neighbor's going to raise hell because, no, it's been, well, I mean, I'm always on the side of the deal. Well, if the line's been established there, even if it's not in my favor, all right, okay, the line's right there. Or why don't you just let me buy that 10 by, you know, quarter, 10 foot wide by quarter mile long border so we can be all square. And don't try to, don't try to sell me it by the square foot either, (laughs) you know. One of those deals. So uh, borders, good. What do they say? Good fences make good neighbors. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Next, and, uh, next thing you know, somebody's running their sprinkler over your turn road. That's right, running it into a pole. Aren't they, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> no comment on that yeah. one, Landon. That one's in the file folder. <laughs> that one's in the file folder. Border security, Landon. Do you have any? Uh, let's see. You've got. You're pretty. You don't have any barbed wire around your place, do you? You're mostly mm-hmm. open, aren't you? Two sides has has barbed wire. Yeah. I used, we used to have the, here's a little farm talk for everybody that still wants to hear about farming. But, uh, we used to have the pull behind, a sprayer and it had the articulating, articulating, uh, hitch on it where uh, it was supposed to be able to uh, follow behind your tractor when you're making tight curves. Well, that's all fun and great and wonderful until you get to the end of the circle or into your end row and you have to clear a, a five wire fence. And, uh, whenever you turn that articulated hitch, X, uh, multiplies the traveling speed of the end of your boom by about 4,000%. So you're coming in, you're making a hard left turn and you're making, and you're making that swing. You're turning at about, you know, 20 degrees every two seconds. Meanwhile, you're, <laughs> meanwhile, your outside boom is going around like the Star Trek guys that slung around the sun when they tried to go back and save the killer whales. They were reaching, you know, what do they call it? Escape velocity. <laughs> So Neil Armstrong never saw that kind of speed. So there's your farm talk for this week's Dryline Farmer podcast. And uh, I didn't know we'd get too much into, I know we, I knew we wouldn't get into, um, 
landing into our first segment where we talked about all that good stuff. But nonetheless, we got into it. We got into a little, we talked a little politics, I guess, if you want to call it. It was more mocking politics, but, uh, it's, we're always great. We're always, uh, first in line to mock whoever we can. So guys, we are glad to be back on the, uh, regular schedule for the Dryland Farmer podcast. Everybody listen to all those other great podcasts on the Global Ag Network. And until next time, we'll finish watching the Texas Tech-Oklahoma basketball game, and we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by A Scandal, 40 Years in the Making, Tailgate. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, now a member of the Global Ag Network. All rights reserved, 2019.